Hey everybody, welcome back to the newest episode of the 302 Geek Crew with one of your hosts, Kyle. And I'm Joe. And uh, here's our second episode. How's everybody doing today? How are you doing today, Joe? Uh, I'm good. Uh, still working from home. Uh, broadcasting tonight from the Fortress of Nerditude, or my home office. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Where I've been spending the majority of my time, at least during the week. Uh, yeah, I will say, working from home, it's a bit to get used to. Very easy to lose focus. Every time I walk downstairs, I just look at my PS4 and think, you know, I, I have a few minutes. It's a slippery slope. That's, um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm not too surprised by that. I, I hear quite a few people that I know that, you know, uh, have like management positions where they just walk in an office setting. It's, um, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing like some people it's nice for because they're home with their significant others and their children and whatnot and um it's still a weird feeling you know because you're you're at home and you're not really used to that but i guess also we're about well yeah now we're six weeks into it because this will be the sixth week that we started our rotation at work so i'm off all this week but um yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's a it's a concept to get used to, but I think going forward, this is probably going to kind of be the quote unquote new norm for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I can kind of see a lot of positions maybe going to only part time, being on site or in the office, and if you can get done stuff at home, then you know go ahead and take it home, but. That'll be interesting to see. I know I've been uh, taking my dog to the dog park uh, a good amount. That's always interesting. It's all great with social distance until dogs are jumping all over you and it's everybody's dog <laughs> there. But I can only imagine how that works. Um, everybody's staying about 10 to 12 feet apart, but the dogs are just running everywhere. So. Which probably well, thought I actually had. Since LARPing is normally outside in a park, is that still acceptable? If it's under 10 people? That's a good question. Do we know anybody that LARPs? No. I just randomly thought of it the other day. I mean, I'd imagine that... Um... If you don't have a group big ten people, that by I guess by guidelines or law you won't get in trouble per se, but you know, then but then it becomes a whole nother moral obligation to just people generally around you and who you go see and stuff like that. So I, I'd imagine it's technically okay, but I'd also groups aren't doing that right now. Yeah. Another big news, it is May the 4th. It is Star Wars Day. Yes, Did it is. Did you uh, Chucky Milk and Chicken Nuggies out for your visit from Baby Yoda last I night? Forgot the chick- I forgot the Chicken Nuggets, but um, I did put Chucky Milk out, and it was gone this morning. I'm not going to say right, he good. took it, but the point is it was left out, and it was gone by morning. So I feel like I did my due diligence. I, I thought about it last night. And we were a little low on milk. 
so I didn't want to use the last of it. But then I was looking for chicken nuggets, and lo and behold, all I found was Morningstar fake chicken nuggets, and I thought he would be offended, so I just left them in the freezer. It's probably a good play on your part. Solid move. But, uh, yeah, speaking of that, TBS has had a marathon of the movies, um, a lot of articles. Um, They're really pushing the Celebrate May 4th at Home initiative, at least Disney was. Um, They released uh, Rise of Skywalker today. Yes, they did. What's a couple couple of months early, right? Yeah, I don't think it was supposed to hit Disney Plus until midsummer. Well, it, that's I guess that's one thing I didn't understand. Like, uh, why they own the movie? It's going on their streaming service. Like, what? Why wait? That I guess why give it a certain date when you can be like, all right, it's out of theaters now, so let's just throw it up on the on the app. I guess maybe try to get some of the Blu-ray revenue and digital copy revenue. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, guess that makes sense. That's the only reason I could think of, but. I don't know. This whole landscape is going to be drastically different when we come out of this. You're not wrong. As far as it's definitely going to be, uh, it's going to be different for sure. But uh, yeah, besides that, I have been celebrating Star Wars Day as as time has allowed me. Uh, I've been watching some of the movies. I woke up this morning and had my cup of coffee watching The Mandalorian. Rewatching a couple episodes from that. Uh, tonight, I want to watch that Mandalorian special that they just released with the directors. That's yeah, pretty good. It looks like it's going to be good. So that will be my May 4th evening entertainment. I um, I guess when we're done with this, I, well, I know the girlfriend's going to come over. I think we're going to watch Rick and Morty, but. Maybe I can also interest her in watching a little bit of a, one of the movies, but um, that's where I'm at with tonight. Kind of quiet, but uh, earlier, like I said, I woke up this morning and I watched the uh, Disney Gallery thing for uh, the Mandalorian the first episode. And it was pretty good. It was I, I like that it went through like all the directors that had, you know, been there for season one. It was it was like kind of this roundtable thing. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Um... Speaking of that, I guess uh, Star Wars had a lot of their toys and collectibles, books on sale. Um, I know they announced Project Luminous a little bit back. I think there's a little more detail released on that, which Project Luminous is going to be across all platforms, I think, um, especially comic book, um, novel, novelization, stuff like that, of a whole new Star Wars story. So I think it's interesting they're expanding their net that big. I mean, even with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they never really went into the comics with it. So bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Yeah, we will see in time. We will see. All right. Well, do you want to start with the gaming news? I might as well. See See what's going on in the world of gaming this week. So, uh, all right, I uh, guess I'll go ahead and lead us off here. Um, I guess for anybody that's familiar with Crytek, uh, they announced that they'll be um, releasing a remastered version of Crisis 
for current console generations. Um, now I vaguely remember playing this. I, what I do remember is my brother was really into that game crisis. And, um, even back in the day, and I forget what year it came out, but it was a real beautiful game. I mean, it looked great and apparently it still looks great, especially on PC, but, um, yeah, crisis will be re-released as a remastered version of itself for the current generation consoles. And that's probably something I'll pick up. I don't know if I'll get it immediately and they haven't announced like a date, a release date for it yet, but um, it'll probably be something I add to my library as time goes on and depending on the price too. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Predator hunting grounds, I think was released a couple weeks ago. Now I haven't played it. Kyle. I believe you played it on day one. Yes. Um, this was actually a game I was looking forward to. And I, um, so you can, you can get up to a level 100. I'm currently at like 63 right now. So here, here's the deal. If, if any of you are familiar with Ilphonic, you know that they made um, Friday the 13th, the video game, which I also I got when it was released and I still play too. I, I maxed out on that, but um, uh, as far as the game goes itself, I think it, it can be fun and I have fun playing it, but it's also very flawed. There's glitching and the wait times are so random. Like they're usually when I play as part of a fire team, I can find a game rather quickly for the most part. There have been some times I've been, I've been in a queue for like over three minutes and whatnot. And I've seen people report like way longer times, like 30 minutes and so on and so forth. Um, I, the, it, it's not as polished gameplay wise, as far as like shooting goes, let's say like a call of duty, but um, you know, it worked for what it is. I haven't really played much on the predator side. But I, I think I played once or twice, and that was during a demo. And I liked it, but I just haven't really tried it out since it came out. But um, listen, if you're not really like a Predator fan, you probably want to sit it out at the moment. I mean, because Ilphonic, they, they've released like two patches for the game already. And I think it's been more about bal balancing between the fire team and the uh, Predator because it seemed like the – fire team some of the weapons you would unlock as you get as a higher ranking were kind of op so um they balanced that between like i said between the fire team and the predator predator seems a lot more balanced and um you know it, like i said i enjoy it i'm a fan of the franchise but um if you're really not it may not be a game you want to jump into at the moment yeah, was that free to play or was that one of those like 19.99 download games? No, it, uh, so Hunting Grounds was actually 40 bucks for the standard edition. Okay. Yeah, so again, like I said, if if you're a fan of the franchise or if you played um Friday the 13th and you like that, then you'll you'll like Predator Hunting Ground. It's. I'm not honestly a huge Predator fan, but I do plan on eventually checking it out. But I think I'm going to wait for the price drop. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I there's like 
again, there's a lot of things I don't like. The Final Fantasy VII remake, everybody's telling me it's great. You need to buy it. And I, I do want to play it, but I'm not – like, I don't want to play it to the expense of spending $60 on it. So I'm just – yeah, it's just I, – I understand that. It's some games you just want to sit and wait for because they don't exactly – you know, jump out at you and say, buy me now. So I get that. Yeah. And uh, speaking of spending money on video games, uh, next story, uh, Bloomberg News is reporting that Sony will limit PS5 output in the first year. This is reportedly due to a high price point, which is said to be no lower than $499 uh, to $549 at the highest during launch along with the COVID-19 pandemic playing a part as well. So they're looking at five to six million units uh, in the first year of launch. Um, let's see. Oh, interestingly enough, there's someone close to the matter says that Sony will be watching Microsoft to see if they will proceed with launching this year, delay and follow suit. It's true. That's an unintended consequence or unexpected consequence of the pandemic is some of this stuff that was slated video games are slated to be released this summer. Uh, the consoles, they could very well be pushed to next year. Right. Well, as, as far as the, the consoles go, um, I could, everything that was just said there, I can pretty much, I, I, I pretty much see like all that being within reason being true. Uh, I got to say, as far as pushing and, like, introducing the new generation consoles, I I feel like Microsoft has definitely been ahead of the game with that. Sony's been really weird about this whole PS5 thing, but um, not to get off course. But, uh, yeah, I I, I can't see the console being less than $4.99 and and being no more than $5.50 because if they – if they try and hit that 600 mark, that's going to remind a lot of PlayStation, I guess, uh, fanboys, loyalists, whatever you call them, of the PlayStation 3 launch. And they, I don't, they don't want that. It's definitely, that's definitely a no-no. Um, also, if, yeah, if I could totally see Sony following suit to whatever Microsoft does. And as of right now, Phil Spencer is saying that they're, not worried about the Xbox Series X. Is, is that what it is? Xbox Series X? Xbox. I think that's what they were calling it. Xbox One Series. Uh, yeah, Xbox Series X. Um, there, he's not worried about that being delayed. He's more worried about the games being delayed because of the pandemic. So, uh, typically, these systems, though, even when they launch, they launch with a very limited catalog. I remember PS4 was the same way, and I believe Xbox One was. Like in the first two months or something, you can only choose from like five, maybe ten games. And then it started growing exponentially after that. Well, yeah, it's something like that. But you also understand, like, think think about, like, how limited it seemed when there was nothing crazy going on. So, like you said, they released, you have limited number of title games or whatever. So now you're also, you had to contend with, there's probably going to be a limited amount of title games. Plus the fact that the pandemic is affecting how game studios are working on things and with everybody working from home. Um, so I can totally, his, 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 I don't want to, 
not fear, I'm trying to find a better word, but I guess his concern for it is definitely validated. Um, and I, I don't know about you, given that what's happening right now, and I mean, luckily for the two of us, we still have our jobs. So we're getting, we're getting paid. Um, I, well, between that, just how the economy is right now, and the way Sony has been presenting their their rollout for PlayStation Five, I had I have really no intention of buying either one of these systems when they release this fall. No, I I didn't uh, have any intention of it either. Now, sorry, kind of to circle back to the the Star Wars May Fourth celebrations. I did remember uh, reading this, and this actually came right from Disney's. So this is not, you know, any, any kind of hearsay. Is the Vader Immortal VR game will be released this summer. It was on hold. I think it was actually supposed to release within the past month, but it will come out this summer with uh, three different three different chapters, I guess, or stories that you can play. And I think you can buy them individually. Now with that, I know they were doing, they were supposed to do an Iron Man VR one at some point too. But uh, does that make, even though the PS5 is right around the corner, does that make it worthwhile to be, to buy the PlayStation VR for the PlayStation 4 right now? Um, at its current price point of, it's like 150 bucks, I think. I couldn't, Honestly, I couldn't tell you, but with PS5 around the corner, I would also have to think that a that a, a PlayStation VR two headsets around the corner as well. Yeah, I just something interesting, and anybody that was kind of looking forward to that Vader Immortal, I, I'm assuming it's got to be. I haven't read too much on it as far as what the storylines are going to be, but. I'm wondering if it's not going to follow the Vader down comics to a degree, which gave you kind of that story between um, episode three and episode four and somewhat crossed even through episode four and five with right. some of the storyline. So that'll be interesting to see how that is. Uh, and if they're going to do any kind of deal to really try and move this game with the uh, VR um, equipment to do it if they'll bundle it or something like that to maybe try to get the price point down so. right, we'll, we'll see and I'm sure we'll hear something in, in the not too distant future I know I've heard rumblings about Sony possibly revealing the, the PlayStation 5 this month or next month but we'll, we'll see yeah uh you want to take the next story? Yeah, so um, just as Sony had did, I think, late last year, they had put on a demo where they showed Marvel Spider-Man running on, I think, on the, the, the new uh, hard drive for the PS5 and how it loaded like four or five times faster. Well, Microsoft did the same thing. They showed Gears of War 5 loading five times faster on Xbox Series X than Xbox One. And I, I just thought that was, oh, excuse me, I thought that was a bit interesting. If nothing else, just 
to say that obviously these new generation of consoles are definitely going to be focused on making sure the gaming experience happens a lot faster with not and you know trying to eliminate load screens and but not faster than you know currently available to do so it's just a little tidbit yeah um i think we already touched on the ps5 release whether sony has dropped the ball on it um yeah yeah i i mean there's not much more i can say i just think yeah that that um that hour long thing that they had i forget it basically it, it was meant for gamescom and it was meant for developers and you know they were like well we're gonna stream it and they did it wasn't what casual fans or gamers wanted to hear we basically wanted to hear more just about the actual playstation 5 not like the 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 hardware well the hardware yes but more so not like the computing power and how the sd you know the the solid state relay <clears throat> solid solid state solid state drive is going to do depending on what the needs of the game are so yeah i i think they just been a little they're being outgunned right now by Microsoft in my eyes. As Microsoft tends to do. But uh, I don't know. I, still, I own both Xbox One and the PS4 Pro. And to be honest, I don't think I've turned on my Xbox One in a couple months. And I do need to get back onto that console because I'm sure my Xbox Live subscription or whatever they're calling it now is probably expired. But I have seen some good deals for that stuff, though, for the PlayStation Plus. And then, I get, is it still Xbox Live? Is that what they're calling it? It's still Xbox Live. It's just they yeah. have Xbox Live and, like, Game Pass. and Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of deals on that. I, so I, it was, like, $34 the other day for – it would be one of the e-gift cards, so you get the gift card number in an email. Right. And this was on slickdeals.net, so it was a legitimate source. But uh, one year PS Plus was like 34 bucks. Right. So, I mean, down from what's it normally, forty nine ninety nine a year or fifty four ninety nine? Yeah, well, I think like it's 60 bucks a year. Yeah, so that's a pretty good deal, and I believe they are stackable. Uh, yes, they are. As far as what we've been playing, uh, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to report, but I am still at the very tail end of completing the download content chapters for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I'll probably have that wrapped within the next day or so, though. And then uh, I think I'm going to go Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that's a very good, very good choice there. Uh um so last week i had uh, uh basically been playing predator pretty much and then um and now basically the last couple of days i've been putting work in on streets of rage 4 since that came out on the 30th oh nice it's a pretty good game i like it man it's i mean it's it's the 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 graphics are good but uh it's still your uh your 2d scroller beat em up 
those were as much as I like the open world games and how everything's expanded the way it has. I still do miss the good old fashioned just side scroller. Yeah, I, it's few and far between now. There's but just something about like turning your brain off and playing one of those. Definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. Uh, one more thing in uh, video game news that I saw, I think it was yesterday or it might have been Saturday. I don't, all the days are running together at this point. Um, Assassin's Creed um, announced their next chapter in their video games, which would be Valhalla. So I guess we're going to deal with the the Nordic gods and Odin and Thor, their take on it, which is kind of interesting since God of War did that on their release. I, I remember, I, I think the game director or whatever, they were just like, yeah, we're not worried about the comparisons. So I, I don't think it, they should be. It won't be, be the same game. Uh, they're, no. they're drastically different as far as gameplay. But. Yeah, exactly. uh, they do seem to do their homework, though, when they're building their open worlds and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see what they build with that. Uh, it's definitely got it's got my interest a little bit. Like, it's, I haven't touched an Assassin's Creed game since, I think, Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens as more gets announced and I get to see more. So. All right. Uh, I think that's it for video game news, so we might as well move right on over to movie news. Uh, first up, Wonder Woman 1984 receives a PG-13 rating. I think we all saw that one coming. I, I don't think we would ever see a rated R Wonder Woman movie. I don't think there really would be a need for Wonder a rated yeah, R. Yeah, not that, not that character. Um, more importantly, though, it's slated now for an August 14 release. Um, of course, that's pending. Um, that could very easily change. Right. In the coming months, as we still don't have a timetable on when the world is going to open back up, at least for movie theaters and stuff like that. We're starting to get a little bit more of a picture of opening up some more of the business world, but. Not well, I, really entertainment. I know this much. I, I know in Texas, I think Friday, like they have three theaters that are going to reopen. So uh, I'm just going to stay home for a while. You know, this is how Resident Evil started. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. So, but we'll see. Uh, I, uh, sorry was reading this. Okay, the Goonies are getting a 4K uh, UHD and yeah. digital steelbook Blu-ray release. Pre-orders are now available. Hmm. Oh, I mean, Goonies is a classic. And, um, this one of those, uh, I don't know if I need to see it in 4K, though. I don't, I don't think I do either. I just, I know there are going to be, be, be people out there they are like, oh, you got to had the best and so i mean 1080 is fine for me or even i'm interested in what's in the digital steel book honestly that well that that's the more interesting what can they book. give us that we haven't seen before from that movie i guess just maybe a bunch of like shitload of 
behind the scenes stuff that has never been seen. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. I mean, well, I guess we'll find out as uh, it, they get closer to releasing it. Yeah. Um, as far as recently watched movies, um, I can't say that I've actually in the past week sat down and watched a full movie that I haven't already seen type of deal. It It's actually been weird with this pandemic. You would think that you'd have all the time in the world to just sit there and binge every TV show and watch every movie, but it's actually been kind of kind of more the same, at least for me with still working, even though I'm working from home. Um, I found myself trying to avoid getting in the trap of if I know I've got a lot of stuff to do of taking the laptop and sitting in front of the TV and watching something I've never seen before. Cause then I'm stopping and rewinding cause I feel like I missed stuff. Or I just pay attention to the movie and I don't get any work done. That's understandable. Yeah, so that's been interesting for me. I know with, like I said, me only working one day a week. That That's the pitfalls here, basically. It's just like I really, I know I have stuff I have to do, but I've been procrastinating so bad. And actually, today was a lot better. I dedicated most of the day to kind of cleaning and organizing and I'll be doing that tomorrow too. But um, yeah, I, I think it, I, what was the last movie I, I really watched? Uh, oh, you know, it was the uh, 1986 Transformer animated movie. That's a good choice. It's a solid choice. Oh yeah. It's, I forget um, what I was doing that made me want to watch it, but I was like, hey, I'll watch it. And um, the movie still holds up. I mean, it's uh, that's the movie where I learned about death. Uh, not bad. But, uh, yeah, I found myself the other day. I think it was, yeah, it was, I was actually last Friday in the morning. I was just doing some kind of mindless work on the laptop. So I took it downstairs and I was combing through Disney Plus and trying to get through some of the last couple episodes of uh, Jeff Goldblum's show. And I just kind of did a 10-minute dive of going through their movies to see how, what kind of deep cuts were really on there. And I found the 1992, 93 version of The Three Musketeers with Charlie Sheen, Chris O'Donnell, Kiefer uh, Sutherland was in it. And Tim lot. Curry. And Tim Curry, yeah. And I rewatched that from beginning to end. And it was well worth it. And it's one of those, I've seen it a few times. So when I missed a little part here or there, it wasn't, you know, it was no skin off my back, but, but definitely still holds up. Probably still my favorite iteration of the three Musketeers movies. Cause they had that one with Logan Lerman, which really was not that good. Gotcha. And, and there's been a couple other attempts here and there, but I don't know if you would call this a Three Musketeer movie, but I'm pretty fond of uh, the Man in the Iron Mask. Oh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was years later, a very old D'Artagnan, 
Right, right. That's why I said I don't know if we could really call it a Three Musketeer movie, but I mean, they, they were all in it, but... Uh, well, I mean, it, it it's essentially the same universe, the same characters. It's just a story told, what, 20 years later? Something like that, yeah. 20, 25 years later. Yeah, it's The Count of Monte Cristo, which even though it's Alexander Dumas, really had nothing to do with The Three Musketeers. If I'm remembering correctly, but it's been a long time since I've watched that, too. I watched it not too long ago, but yeah, I would definitely, like I I tell everybody, definitely watch it. It's good. Uh, Besides that, there was a good run of the uh, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 movies on the other day. And it got sucked into them like normal, but again, it was background noise at parts and then jumping in and out of it. I think I'm going to make a more conscious effort this week to try and watch a few movies that I haven't seen, like, you know, set aside like one or two nights this week. And like, this is what I'm doing instead of kind of being all over the place. Right. Well, that's going to bring us to our next segment, which is TV news this week. And, uh, There has been a lot more TV news since TV seems to, even though some filming is shut down, um, certain aspects of production and even people pitching shows, shows getting renewed and all, that's still uh, been going on pretty strong. So first of all, and I think this happened before they aired their finale, but Westworld was renewed for a fourth season. Uh, Yes, it was. In fact, last night was the season finale, and uh, that was... That was quite something, but uh, yes, Westworld is definitely confirmed for a fourth season, and uh, it yeah, it just ended last night. I really enjoyed this season. I know some people said that it was a little bit slow paced for them, but um, I think the the ending of the of last night's episode was definitely worth it. The last couple episodes actually, so um, I'm looking forward to the fourth season. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh... That's a show that I kind of meant to watch in the beginning and then didn't and then got behind a few seasons or a couple seasons. And then one of these days, it's just going to be one of those binge watch it straight through. It's probably the best um, I don't know why, but this season, they only had eight episodes as opposed to 10, like the first and second uh, season. So. And it's only 28 episodes, so it's not bad. I, I'm kind of on board with, with that with that um, mindset for seasons, though, especially with, if you remember way back, and something we talked about on the previous podcast was with the Netflix Marvel shows, how some of them you could have cut a couple episodes out. Oh, yeah. That yeah. They um, seemed like they were just trying to fill episodes. Yeah, a lot of them were 13 episodes. Yeah, I'd rather watch eight eight uh, episodes that are great from beginning to end that don't drag, that that keep me entertained than watch 10 and a couple of the episodes are kind of take it or leave it. Yeah, I, I'm with that too. Uh, and speaking of HBO, their, uh, their streaming service, HBO Max, is going to be available on May 27th. 
Now, this looks pretty interesting, and uh, I haven't looked into it, but I do get HBO through Comcast, and I'm wondering if I will have access to Max or if that's going to be a whole different subscription. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't remember hearing anything about it being part of HBO Go or whatever. I imagine it's going to be separate. That'll be interesting with the cable companies because why pay for HBO through them when you could just buy directly from HBO in the app? I would think that they'd probably want to play nice together. No, that's true. Oh, speaking of that, I just noticed if you were, we're from Wilmington, Delaware. So, you know, I know people are probably listening to this all over the country, maybe all over the world for all we know, but, uh, Locally here, our uh, cable service provider, Comcast Xfinity, um, made available the Peacock streaming service from NBC, is available free to anybody who has Comcast. And uh, you can access it, navigate it right from your cable box. And I have to say, it actually, the lineup of stuff they have isn't terrible. Would I pay $99.99 a month for it? Probably not. But it's it's still not bad. So if anybody out there has uh, Comcast, uh, it's worth checking into. You can get to it right from your uh, TV box. Now, that's where they're going to launch the um, Save by the Bell thing, right? I believe so. I don't think they have many original programming. I know they have The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Everybody Loves Raymond. The one thing that I saw on it, it's not going to be listed on the Comcast search I just brought up and Kyle and I are looking at, but they have some of the deep dive old sci-fi channel shows, including one of my favorite shows, which I've never found except to buy a physical DVD set copy of of an old, not even that old, but probably about 15 years old now, um, television show, Warehouse 13. Okay, that's close. <laughs> but, yeah, they had that on there, which made me happy because that's one of the, that's one of those shows I, I thought it was really good, but it kind of gets buried underneath the expanse and and some of the other shows that they've had over the years. I had to watch that. I know, like, I was always aware of it, but I just never got around to it. But uh, let's see what else we have in TV news. Oh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the seventh and final season, uh, they released a trailer for it. I really don't know what to make of the trailer, but we know it's going to premiere on May 27th. Um, and I think it's a limited run. It's not a full, full season like they're used to doing. I think it's a shortened season. Probably for the best. And with that, I think that is the absolute last of the Marvel television shows from the old era. Yeah. that yep. I think they're all gone and anything coming from Marvel now will be exclusive to Disney+. Plus from here on out. 
pretty uh, uh yeah that's yep that's definitely going to be the case from what i understand and what i've read uh which by the way i i don't think we we addressed it in our our uh, write-up but i saw a rumor that they thought charlie cox's daredevil from the netflix television series was going to show up in spider-man 3 and then another rumor that there may be a full movie production of Daredevil with the cast from the Netflix show. Well, he, uh, this is purely hearsay. He came out and said that he has no involvement with the Spider-Man 3 movie. And if there is a Daredevil, it's not him. Yeah, that is a shame that I thought the characters that they made for the Netflix the people who they cast and the characters they built were overall pretty good. Danny Rand annoyed me less in the end of it by the end of his second season. That first season was it was hard to watch. Uh, Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, I thought was a great casting and all. And it's a shame that you know contractually and all, I don't think it would be possible for them to ever come into the MCU the way that they like them, you know, to get full shows. But then again, I don't think Marvel television, as far as all the Disney plus stuff is concerned, wants any kind of edgier, even near R rated versions, versions of their shows either. So just an interesting observation. Um, next in the news is AMC releases first look at their newest Walking Dead spinoff. Yeah, it, if, if people go to the Facebook page, you'll see uh, you'll see the link for it, but I, this is just really beating a... Why? You know? Why? That, that's my that's my only question at this point is why? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. You have two shows already. The one has been stale and stagnant for what four or five years now? I think I haven't watched it in at least three years. I just now I I do know of people who watched this the first spinoff show and actually enjoy it more than The Walking Dead itself. But I mean, even the comics have ended now. At some point, it's all got to end. So if they have another spinoff show and then they try to keep The Walking Dead going along because we're all going to unite in the end, we're looking at another 10 years of The Walking Dead. Yay. That's like 14 years too many. It really is. But and, and I know the math. I, I'm saying it should have ended years ago. Then again, no, I'm also just like... It, it, like it doesn't bother... Like, I guess the best way to say it is... I'm not bothered by it, but I'm just also like you would. You would just think that uh, it it you want a show if like if you're a big fan of something, you probably want it to go out while it's still good. And maybe people do. Agreed. Obviously, people think it's still good, but I I just you know like I said three four five years ago, I was just like all right, I'm I'm done with it. Yeah, and it's and I think that's what happened to me is it got stale and stagnant. And then it started dropping off. And where they could have ended after what I assume is the whole Negan storyline from the comics, you know, you don't need to continue the 15 after stories of him, but 
you could have ended it right at the end of his storyline, and I think it would have been fine. Right. I mean, it's it's just that situation of a show hanging on for one season too many, or in this case, like ten seasons. But we all remember what happened with Scrubs, the new cast. We don't talk about that. Uh, speaking of that, TV, um, uh, Teddy Buckland passed away from Scrubs. Yeah, I saw that, and that really sucked, man. That, that really sucked to hear. Yeah, I always thought he was older than what he was when I when I was reading everything about it. You know, for some reason, I, I just thought he was like 10 years older than what he was. But then again, I think that, like, Harrison Ford's 10 years younger than what he is, so perception, I guess. <laughs> right. But, uh... That, that really did just suck to hear. Yeah. That was, that was definitely a gut punch. Well, we raise our glass to you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh... Avatar The Last Airbender will be available on Netflix starting May 15th. That was, what, four seasons that they had uh, on that show? I, I think it was four. Don't, don't quote me on that. I honestly am not sure. Because yeah, that was a Nickelodeon production, wasn't it? Yes. Hmm. But anyway, for your Avatar fans... Uh, May 15th, you can binge watch all the seasons of it. Uh, Disney released a list of every TV show and movie coming to Disney Plus for the month of May. Uh, I don't think I have that list in front of me. I'm looking for it right now. Let's see if I can find it. I want to say it was four. It definitely was a Disney production. Everything yeah. coming. Right. So, yeah, The Rise of Skywalker, which we know. Oh, I forgot The Clone Wars, the final episode came out today. I actually still haven't watched the last season of it. I needed to sit down and do that myself. Yeah. Well, let's see. Other highlights for Disney's new streaming service include Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle. Wow. Which which lands alongside Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. I know that was Michael J. Fox, and I forget who the other two people were, the cat and the other dog. Yeah, I remember watching it. Actually, I think it's one of those movies we watched in school or something like that. We're having a movie day at school. Oh, the one I'm actually really interested in is the fact that John Carpenter will be coming to D- Disney Plus. I thought that was a good movie. It it is, and it doesn't it doesn't get the respect and the praise that it really deserves. Uh, not only was there, I think the movie was well done, but the story of John Carter and everything really, considering it it came from a book. The book was written in before World War II actually kicked off. I believe. So you're probably right around the same time period as Tolkien when John Carter was written. 
but aspects of John Carter have been adapted through Star Wars, Star Trek. I, a lot of the stuff going forward really took away points and inspiration from John Carter. So it never, I don't think it ever really got the respect it deserved. And I think it kind of met with a mediocre reception when it was released in theaters. But that originally was, that was a straight from Disney film, wasn't it? Like a live action Disney film? Uh, yeah. They were the studio behind it. Um, no, I, I think it was definitely just old Disney. Let's see, as we go through the list, stuff, Buried Secrets of the Bible with Albert Lynn, season one. That's a barn burner right there. See, George of the Jungle, two homeward bounds. Oh, Lost in San Francisco. You know, I never did see that. I vaguely remember seeing it. You know what I was honestly shocked at? Um, quick sidebar with Disney Plus is I was looking under under the Nat Geo stuff and the original season of Cosmos is not on there, even though it was Nat Geo. Hmm. But it's not on Netflix either anymore. So I'm wondering if that's going to come over at some point. Some other one with Carl Sagan, right? N neither. Neither the Carl Sagan or the first season with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Interesting. Well, you know what? I The woman, Neil, I think at least at least the first season, that's owned by Fox. Yeah. Well, you know. Did Disney owns Fox. But Fox and National Geographic were. Right were in bed with that because that was a Seth MacFarlane production. And so at season two, he, he was the showrunner for that, which is, it's always weird to think about the guy that brought you Peter Griffin brings you one of the best science documentaries I've seen in the past 15 years. Let's see. There's, there's nothing I'm seeing on the list. That's really groundbreaking that we haven't already talked about. Yeah, we can just put the link up on our page and people can go look at it if they want. Yeah, we will definitely have the link up on the page for you guys to check out. Just because we might not be interested in something doesn't mean you're not. So I also do want to reiterate that our opinions are just that opinions. You always have to seek out stuff for yourself and, and judge whether you like it on your own. We're just giving our take on it. And I will tell you, Kyle and I don't agree on everything. So that's the beauty of life. So let's go back. I know we yeah. had already talked about uh, the Disney gallery thing. Yeah. We, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was eight episodes. Yeah, huh. eight episodes. That'll be interesting. I I wonder if they're going to go into the fact that it was all shot in one, like, enclosed studio. Even though it looks like it's outside, it was all a fact. They oh, no. well, you, literally you, shot you, it in a giant warehouse. In the first episode, you definitely, well, you definitely see that. Uh, let's see. Oh, Kay Cassidy is confident that Green Arrow and the Canaries will get picked up. 
uh, over on the CW Arrowverse. Bigger questions are, do fans really want this to happen? And do they care that much about those characters? I really uh, don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I if I'm literally speaking for you with this too, but I think if we get a spinoff out of Arrow, it should be exploring John Diggle and that green ring he found. Yeah. No, that's that's the only spinoff from Arrow that I I'm willing to watch. I and nothing against Kate Cassidy or uh, the other Canary or the one that played me. Yeah, but um, I, I don't find them interesting. I don't find them inter- interesting. I, I did not find them interesting during the Arrow run. And John Diggle's story deserves to be told. And besides, you just don't you – don't, you don't put that kind of Easter egg at a season finale and then decide not to follow it up anywhere else in the Arrowverse. That's just that's, – that's bullshit. I mean, even if he didn't find the ring – at the end, at the very end of it, I would want to see John Diggle take up the mantle of Green Lamp or Green Arrow, and continue the story with that. I don't his know take on Green Arrow. That. I don't know if I would want to see that, but I'm not saying yeah. a, a prolonged show, but even a mini series. Hey, but see, I just when I look at him, I don't want him to be thought as as the guy that replaced Arrow. I want him. To, Obviously, he's his own guy, so. Yeah. Yeah, him being the Green Lantern would be a much more interesting show. And, you know, they've done a pretty good job with Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl as far as production value with the effects and being able to actually pull it off without it looking campy. So maybe, the, I mean, the only bar they have to jump over is Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern and Let's face it, it's not a very high bar to cross. I don't know. Well, HBO Max, it, uh, Jeff Johns is actually doing a Green Lantern series for HBO Max. So that may be why we're not getting a Diggle Lantern show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in other TV news, uh, Tuesday, the BBC announced Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, a brand new multi-platform Doctor Who crossover event. I was actually really excited when I read this. The narrative will be spread across audio, novels, comics, vinyl, digital, immersive theater, escape rooms, and games. I thought when I read this, I thought that was actually a pretty cool thing to do to have it span over multiple outlets. They haven't in the past five years kind of already expanded over to graphic novels and that media um, doing one-off comics of, you know, adventures of, you know, the fourth doctor, the sixth doctor, you know, unaired stuff from, you know, the Matt Smith and, and David Tennant era. And they even had a couple specials where they did lost episodes, but they were animated. Right. And they did a really good job on that. So why not? I mean, there's plenty of stuff to tell in that series is one that you could tell little side stories from any of the doctors, you know, throughout its run and it wouldn't get old. It's just one of those things that, and what caught my eye about this was vinyl. 
So we're getting a Doctor Who record. Like, I, I'm really not sure. Or the immersive theater. I, when I think of immersive theater, I think of, if you've ever heard of The Void, they have several locations in the United States where it's like VR, where you're in the game, essentially. I guess that's what they're considering, immersive theater, but... You got me. I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I believe that we did post a link to this on the Facebook page, and if not, we can post a link if you want to read the story. So let us know what you think. I know I'm pretty excited for some new Doctor Who uh, stuff. Uh, and to come to the end of that segment, uh, what we're watching and suggestions. So I can say I am still actively watching Fringe. Um, I've gone back to, I had a couple episodes that Dispatches to Nowhere that I plan on finishing this week. The Mandalorian uh, gallery series, of course. Um, and if you haven't watched it, I kind of touched on it a little bit ago. Um, there is a new season that just finished up of Cosmos called Possible Worlds. Definitely worth checking out. Anybody who is a fan of the first uh, series with Neil deGrasse Tyson or the original series from when we were kids with Carl Sagan, uh, definitely worth it. Um, especially you got younger ones at home that are kind of interested in science and stuff like that. It, it's it's really fascinating what they've done with that series. Uh, Kyle, what have you been watching? Um, well, earlier, I think late last week, actually, my journey with Fringe finally came to an end. Uh, the White Rose? Or the yeah. Drawing of the Rose? Yeah, the, the tool. I think it was the tool. Oh, was yeah. It? yeah. So that was that was quite the ordeal. And uh, again, I suggest that to anybody. Um, I uh, Westworld just I obviously finished uh, season three yesterday. And what we do in the shadows, definitely you watch that. Check that out. I I forgot about that. Yeah, we're, uh, we're three episodes in now, and the the latest episode was hilarious. Oh, the 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 latest one. The <laughs> When what is this? Mailer Demon? Demon? <laughs> yeah, there was, well, either way, it was a great episode. Um, I would say check out, you don't have to necessarily check out the movie first to watch the show, but they are intertwined. But um, definitely staying on top of what we do in the shadows. Yeah, definitely worth it. Speaking of Taika Waititi, um, taking this news with a grain of salt, I, I saw in the past couple of days, from multiple sources, but kind of all almost copied and pasted the same story that Taika Waititi was on board to helm a Star Wars Disney project. Now, when you read the actual article, that's why I say take it with a grain of salt. He would not confirm. He didn't deny it either, but he, the way it reads to me is it's all speculation. Now, would it be great if he did a, a Star Wars movie you know, for Disney? Yes, I would absolutely love that, but I want him to finish Thor and 
some of the other projects he was working on. If you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit too, that's definitely worth a watch from him. He, what we do in the shadows caught my attention, but but you know Ragnarok definitely put him on the map. But Jojo Rabbit was really solidified that he's a world class uh, director. I agree with all that. Uh, well, besides that, we're in for another week of home and watching shows, playing video games, catching some movies. Uh, unfortunately, Free Comic Book Day did not happen this year, at least in the ways that we would have loved to have had it happen. Uh, but I did hear that actual new print comics could be starting up in June. So if you have a pool box or a subscription, Make sure you hold on to it. Make sure you're supporting your local comic book shops and helping them through it. So I think that's about all I have for this week. You got anything else, Kyle? Nah, I, pretty much everything we covered uh, was what I could think of. So well, here we are at the end of a, another episode for us. Yep, uh, make sure you're checking out the Facebook page and following us to get the latest news as we're getting in it. We're filtering it for you. There will never be a We Got This Covered story posted on our page. Never. Um, so we are screening to make sure the news that we are providing is accurate from reliable sources and all that. So you know, just follow, give us a follow and you'll always be up to date. And uh, stay safe out there. It's still crazy times. Uh, We're all still in lockdown. Oh, 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 real quick. Uh, Also, if you're listening to this, please give us, please rate and review us on iTunes or Apple. I, I, what's the Apple uh, podcast now? Because we are available there. We're available on Spotify, Google Podcast. And I, I, at this point, would be basically any kind of app that can dive into you know, finding Pike podcast for you. So, uh, but if you are using Apple podcast, leave us a review and, uh, and, uh, you know, and rate us so we can know what we need to work on and what you guys like. Yeah. Like I said, everybody stay safe out there. We'll report back to you in a week. So I've been Joe. I'm Kyle. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good evening. See you later, guys.